0: Yeah. You couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Alright, Celtics fans. We are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPocito, and the Celtics absolutely destroy the Houston Rockets. Seem to be back to their normal selves. Final score 126. 102. And this is a game that I was fortunate enough to be at. Merry Christmas to me. Parents got me tickets to the game tonight, went with my brother. I went as a fan. I didn't go there and take a bunch of notes. So this podcast is very much going to be ran by emotion. Uh, so bear with me here. It's going to be a shorter podcast. Keep it short and sweet. Uh, and to get things started off, I want to go through player of the game. I'll still go through a a normal-ish format, uh, but we're going to talk about player slash of the game and really talk about some of the positives. Uh, We are not going to talk about negatives in today's game because, honestly, didn't really see any. So to get things started off here, uh, this is very much a game where you cannot give one player player of the game. This is an absolute masterclass from the Reign and Jays. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, 38 points for Tatum, 39 points for Jalen Brown. This is a game I really thought they were both going to go for 40 points. And honestly, if they didn't get taken out with three minutes to go, probably would have. This was, like I said, an absolute masterclass. Such a beautiful, beautiful game from the two of them. Uh, But I want to talk about Jalen Brown here for a little bit. This is a game where he came out firing early, like real early, came out 15 points in the first uh, and honestly just continued to play. It's such a super highly efficient style where he was getting to the rim. He was getting his mid-range shots. He was getting wherever he wanted on the court early on. And the Rockets had no answer for him. He had 15 points in that first quarter and was six of 11 from the field, three of six from three. Right? Like, this is Jalen Brown becoming a certified bucket. Like, the Celtics at the end of the first half, at the end of the first quarter, excuse me, the score was 22 to 21. Jalen Brown had 15. Like, Jason Tatum had five. And Robert Williams had two. Al Horford, Smart, Derek White, Grant Williams, Sam Hauser, Malcolm Brogdon, all played minutes. Not a single one of them scored. Jalen Brown took over in that first quarter. And it's not like we were going out there and playing selfish basketball. At the end of the first quarter, the Celtics had nine field goals made and six of them were assisted. Right, So that right there tells you that this wasn't Jalen Brown strictly going ISO. A lot of his shots were created from others. So this is them playing in their in their role, in the pace of the game. And that is exactly what you want to see from these guys. Uh, Jason Tatum, another one, like he throughout a lot of this game was playing within the offense. Uh, the thing that I love most about, this game for both of the Jays is that they weren't trying to do anything outlandish. Like they certainly took a lot of shots. I'm not going to argue that fact. 25 shot attempts, field goal attempts for Tatum, 26 field goal attempts from Jalen. But if you look at the numbers, you know, 14 of 26 for Jalen, over 50%. Jason Tatum, 12 of 25 from the field, not quite 50%, but pretty damn close. So when you've got these guys, Absolutely going off. I don't I don't care. I don't care that they're taking the majority of the shots. Because honestly, they're playing within the offense. You've got both of these guys scoring at all three levels. We saw Jalen and Jason both post guys up and finish. We saw both of them attack the basket and finish. We saw both of them hit mid-ranges. We saw both of them hit threes. This is... Scoring at all three levels at such a high, high level. And it's not a good team in Houston. They're 10-24 and after tonight. I'm not going to sit here and argue that. But both of these guys just absolutely put on a show. And being in the stadium, being in TD Garden, and watching them blow up was just super fun so much fun to be in the garden. This place was rocking. This wasn't a, I'm not going to say it was a fantastic first quarter. Uh, it wasn't a fantastic first half. I'm not really going to dwell on it, but I'm going to mention it. The Celtics, it seemed like every time the Celtics made a big push, the Rockets hit a big shot. And you got to give a lot of credit to, you know, the Rockets because they do have a lot of young guys. Jalen Green, Green, Played fantastic tonight, 28 points. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., 22 points. Again, these guys played their asses off. But they're very young, and the Jays are just better. It's hard to argue it. Uh, We talk about best duo in the NBA. I don't have this stat in front of me, but I would be hard-pressed to believe that there is another duo that has scored 77 points this year. Like there was a legitimate opportunity for both of them to score 40. And that to me is just absolutely insane to think about. Uh, so really just a, a beautiful, beautiful game from both of the Jays in this one. And they deserve player of the game to, like, as a pair. Uh, I do want to talk about some of the other guys. I want to talk about the way the Celtics were moving the ball throughout this game and this one uh, before we dive into that though, Want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns. Like, can the Celtics continue on this unbelievable stretch of basketball and break the NBA offensive rating record? When I'm looking to get in on that action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Do you think Jason Tatum's gonna score 35 in a Celtics 10-point game? This is the type of action you can get in on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so want to talk about some of the other positives outside of the Rain and Jays going off. Uh, I have to start with Damon Stoudemire. Uh, I know that sounds bizarre, but for the people that did not watch this game, Joe Missoula had an eye irritation and didn't coach today. Never really heard of that. Never heard of a coach missing a game because of an eye irritation, but it happened. So Damon Sotomayor stepped up. I thought he did really well. There were a couple of moments in today's game where the Rockets made a a little mini run and Damon Sotomayor called a timeout, straightened things out. I'm not going to sit here and say that he is a better coach than Joe Missoula for being able to handle timeout situations. We'll see come playoffs if what Joe Mazzola has been preaching of working through struggles pays off. Uh, but as of right now, Damon sotomayor stepped up when the team needed him. Kind of surprised it was him and not Ben Sullivan. So be it. Doesn't really matter. But figure I have to mention it during the podcast here. Solid debut for Damon sotomayor in a, a sort of quasi head coaching role today. Uh, Outside of the Rain and Jays and Damon Stoudemire, uh, we saw a lot of really good performances. And honestly, the the most impressive one for me was Time Lord. Seeing him in person, electric. Highly suggest for those that haven't seen it in person. Uh, But in 21 minutes today, which ties his season high in minutes, uh, he went out there. He was four of four from the field three of four from the free throw line, had 11 points and 15 rebounds, five of which were offensive. He also added in two assists and a block. So this was just a super, super electric game for Time Lord. And me and my brother were talking about it during this game. There were many points when he was not on the floor and it was Al Horford or Grant or wherever uh, that A lot of these guys, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., drove into the lane and just kind of went right up with it. Right. As soon as Time Lord steps in, the entire game changes. And I don't want to, I don't want to come off like I'm, you know, giving him all the credit in the world for the defense changing. But when he's in there, guys know about it. And you saw all of these guys drive into the rim and immediately, just kick out or throw an up fake, realize Rob wasn't jumping and just either turn the ball over because it happened a lot in tonight's game, or we would steal and get out and transition. Like there were so many times tonight where just Rob Williams presence completely shifted the way that rockets offense was moving. And obviously we see it on the stat sheet with this rebounds and him getting a double-double, scoring 11 points. But all of those little things don't show up in a stat sheet. The fact that he is deterring guys from driving to the rim, putting up shots, doesn't show up anywhere, anywhere in the stat sheet. And you have to mention it because it is such a huge part of Robert Williams's game. Uh, so I thought he played really well in this one. We also saw some really good performances from our guards, uh, Derek White, although he didn't light up the stat sheet again, uh, six points, seven rebounds, three assists. He did also have a steal and two blocks. Defensively, I thought Derek White was fantastic. There were a couple of plays on the offensive side where he had great assists, great finds throughout this game. Same thing goes for Marcus Smart. There were a couple of points in today's game, and I'm not this isn't strictly on the defensive end. He was three of seven from the field tonight. All seven of those shots were three-point attempts, so he didn't take a single shot at the rim. I don't like seeing that from Marcus. However, three of seven from three, pretty good numbers. Not really going to argue it. And a lot of those wide-open shots. This wasn't Marcus Smart being a hero. This is Derek White driving, finding an open smart. This is Jason Tatum driving, finding an open smart. So Marcus Smart just hit the shots. Three of seven from three is good. You'll never complain about that. If you do, you really need to just find something else to complain about. Uh, but honestly, I thought Marcus Smart was great tonight. There's a massive difference in the offense when he's in the game versus when he's not. I think he controls the flow of the game at significantly better than anybody else on this team. We've seen Derek White, we've seen Malcolm Brogdon play really good roles in the offense, uh, but none quite run the offense the way that Marcus smart does as far as settling guys down. uh, And honestly, it starts on the defensive end because he very much knows where everyone needs to be at all times. And when he does that, when the rotations are good, it's easier to get out in transition. And that's when, you know, Marcus smart thrives because he's a very good passer and he gets out in transition. He pushes the pace And that's where the Celtics thrive as well. You know, it's no secret that the offense runs better when you're getting, you know, 24 fast break points like the Celtics had tonight. So these are all really, really good things. Uh, We also saw, you know, Malcolm Brogdon go out there, do a little bit. I'm not going to say it was a great game for Malcolm Brogdon, uh, but he had eight assists, right? Like he led the team in assists. So you can't really gloss over that. It's not a game where he went out and shot lights out. Like he was three of eight, O of one from three had six points, right? It's not a stellar game for Malcolm Brogdon as far as the sheet goes. But when you look at the way, you know, he contributed, it's getting guys involved. You know, the minutes that he was in there, they played well. Like this is all things that you need to take into account. Like this is a, a good game overall from him. We saw Grant Williams, Play a really solid game as well. Two of four from three. Had a couple solid, solid drives to the rim uh, that he ended up finding guys on. Like he also had two assists. And again, both of those were Grant up faking, driving, kicking out, right? So these are just the Celtics. This is the Celtics playing at the absolute top level of their game. It's not a game like the Bucks where, you know, the Celtics went out and shot 48% from three, only shot 35% from three, which, you know, right around league average. I'm not going to say it's good. It's not bad, though. But the fact that we're beating teams by 24 points, regardless of who they are, the Rockets, again, are not good. But when you're beating teams shooting below your average in three point percentage and you're finding other ways to just destroy teams, this is what you look for in a championship level team. I know that might be a little overreaction, but the fact of the matter is like, they played Celtics basketball in this one, 32 assists. We out rebounded. We did, we, we had more steals. We turned the ball over 11 times, which is fantastic, right? Like this is the Celtics playing at championship level play. And I know you look at this game and you're like, oh, it's the Rockets. Go back to the last couple of games, last three games. Like they haven't been close. We destroyed Milwaukee. People want to complain about Chris Middleton not being there. Guess what? Chris Middleton has played seven of like 30 games for the Bucks. At this point, it's more of a rarity when he plays. So I don't want to hear it. He didn't play with them in the playoffs. He didn't play with them pretty much all season long. So I'm not putting any stock in that whatsoever. At this point, the Celtics are seemingly back to themselves. It's only three games after a really bad six game stretch where, you know, we lost five of six, but at this point it's hard to, it's hard to look at the Eastern conference and not say that the Celtics are the favorites. We've got a two-game lead over Milwaukee at this point, two and a half over Brooklyn, three over Cleveland, four over Philly. Like we're trying to build this lead back up. And we're at a point where, you know, you look in at, you look at the the rest of the schedule for the Celtics, it's not, it's not easy. I'm not gonna sit here and say that the Celtics have an easy schedule. We've got the Clippers on Thursday, which is a really good team. Uh, It's a really good team. And I'm not going to argue that, Uh, but after that, you know, you go to Denver, another tough game, the thunder after that very easy game. So if you can get through these next two games, still have, you know, a five game win streak at that point, then go into the thunder with a chance to get a sixth game in a row. Like these are opportunities for the Celtics to continue to widen that margin a little bit. Uh, So at this point, All you're focused on, if you're the Celtics, is just maintaining the same level of play that we've seen the last three games. The ball movement needs to be high. You don't need to see 77 points from the Jays, although after the Milwaukee game where we scored 72 between the two of them, uh, you know, it's possible. These guys are world-class scorers. Uh, Jalen Brown is, you know, averaging 27 and a half, probably 28 points per game. Jason Tatum over his last six games is averaging 37 and a half. So like these guys know how to score. Uh, and that's what the Celtics need to do. They need to keep utilizing them, but they need to move the ball. They need to get other guys involved. And they've done a great job of that over the last three games. But that is where we're going to wrap things up for today. Told you, shorter podcast. Uh, if you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA NBACelticsGuy. Make sure to join our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk to you soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?